like that quote that you just said. Mark Twain, uh, it takes two or three weeks to prepare for a really good impromptu speech. But here we are with maybe about 15, 20 minutes notice. I called the boys and said, hey, let's record a podcast tonight. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Entrust to Entrust. It's the Remain gang here. It's a couple guys late on a Tuesday night here bringing you some good news. That would be great joy. <laughs> it, no, not not that good news. Well, yes, just in... We're talking about the You're, Bible tonight, y'all. Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of lost it right there. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did, it's, bro. <laughs> it's, I, got, I got Carson Slater. He's back from Wheaton, Illinois. Hello. And we got David here tonight, and we are excited to just dive into the Word. Encourage you guys, wherever you are, it's probably not late night where you are. You're probably driving to work, and it's probably late January, February. Who knows? We're happy you're here. We're happy you're listening. Um, basically, just, again, we had the privilege of doing this podcast, not necessarily to teach or to, like, I, I don't know how to say it. We're, we're really here just to encourage, really just here to take what the Bible says and just encourage you to really dive deeper in your relationship with Christ um, in just whatever way that looks like. So we have a bit of time tonight, and we thought we'd do that. A couple boys here on break. We got Carson back from Wheaton. Dave and I are at ASU, and how's, how's your break going, boys? It's going really well. It's been a nice opportunity to um, do some stuff that I haven't been able to over over break, and everyone's off of off of their fun schedules and off the fun schedule. Off off of the fun schedule. It is an interesting experience when your schedule suddenly vanishes <laughs> into into the void. So, indeed, um, yeah, this has just been a refreshing time. Let's um, go. Good parts, bad parts. Um, more good than bad. So. Praise God, dude. Indeed. Heck yeah. I don't know about you, but like when I'm on break, sometimes I'm not that much of a structured order person. I mean, I called you guys maybe about an hour ago talking about right now. And here we are. I, I kind of am the guy who just likes to kind of plan and go. And I have a hard time saying no. So sometimes I find myself on breaks with like more to do than I have time for. Whereas like when I'm in school and like just in like a work rhythm, I can just find a really good pattern. And sometimes I find myself just sometimes more busy. Um, oh, the irony. I know, right? And when I'm resting, I'm more busy. And when I'm working, I'm, I'm still busy. Like, and I, I know I'm not alone. I know that that's you guys here too. I mean, I don't know if we can hear it in Carson's voice, but my man's been out uh, teaching kids how to play baseball all day. Literally all day. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting experience when you, you go into your break thinking, man, there is so much that I want to do. And the difference between that and, say, school or work is the fact that it's so much that I want to do yeah. rather than so much that I have to do. Yeah, and, like, when it's your choice, then you're suddenly finding time to do all these things. And, I mean, I know we're all kind of in the same phase of life where it's like, all right, we're just a bunch of single guys. We have all the time in the world. We can fill with all these things. I know there's other people out who have the same problem, but they're in like a different phase. I mean, maybe they're a parent, maybe they're a single parent, maybe they're in in the retirement phase and they're still having the same like problems with busyness. It's like, uh, honestly, if you haven't noticed already, we're going to talk about rest and busyness, mostly rest today. Um, it's a big cultural thing, I think, these days. Um, Very pervasive. Yes. And it's also just something that like was, we didn't quite have kind of the culture we had. Like that was not, the culture that like Jesus necessarily lived in, but yet that is the beautiful example we have to follow. And the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And Jesus and the Bible scripture ultimately is like the real example we want to look to for how to like kind of define our lives 
as as we walk with the Lord, as we grow in Christ and just await his return for, for those who are followers of Jesus, right? So, so we kind of want to like bring the light, just what the Bible says on rest and... And yeah, just talk about how that kind of applies to our lives and like how we kind of deal with it. Honestly, I would, I just want to be the first to say this is something that I still struggle with. I, I, we're not really coming to you today as people who have figured it out. I would say we're more kind of people coming to you as like we're in this struggle and we're kind of just conveying. We would just want to pull the curtain back, man. Yeah. And ultimately, yeah. this is kind of going on behind the scenes in, in everybody's lives, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And it's like really, an elephant in the room. And oh, it's so true. We just got to pull the curtain back. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So we're going to pull the curtain back. We're going to also just, just point to the truth, though, ultimately, because we have, you know, a high priest. We have Christ who knows how to fill our needs. He knows how to just lead us through any valley, any trial, any struggle. So I've, I've got to call this out, Aiden. You've. You've so far quoted uh, Hebrews 4.12, talking <laughs> about the word of God is alive and active, and we're talking about rest here. And then you go on to talk about how Jesus is our high priest, and all of this is essentially preaching straight out of Hebrews Somebody's 4. Somebody's been spending a little bit of time there. Dude, Hebrews is a great book. It is we, probably second favorite for me. It's, yeah. I haven't even been reading Hebrews. It just kind of came. Hey, man. Hebrews 4 is worth checking out. All right, so let's dive into it. I got a couple questions here for you guys, and you guys don't know these questions until right now. So, like, what kind of defines biblical rest? What does that look like? What does that look like, let's say, modern day, too, to some extent? Is there a difference? You tell me. Is there? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think that's a question, noteworthy question, worth asking. I would would argue that biblical rest and what rest is today are the same thing. And I would go so far as to um, quote Genesis 1, where God creates the heavens and the earth, and then he rests. He took six days to create the entire universe, and then he rested on the seventh day, setting an example for us. So the standard has been set as of day seven of the universe by God, and God does not change. I Amen. would assume that a standard set by God also would not change. That's also in Hebrews, by the way. <laughs> Go figure. So basically, Old Testament, New Testament, God does not change. Therefore, what he defines as rest doesn't change. So is it something that like, obviously, if you look at the Old Testament, you see that like one of the Ten Commandments was, hey, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Obviously, God rested on the seventh day. And their culture was, hey, we're going to set aside a day of rest. And to some extent, we kind of have that today. I mean, obviously, a lot of jobs go Monday through Friday. A lot of schools go do the same thing. But even on the weekends, we still will have activities, still have things that take our time. Is rest finding the time? Is rest like a mindset? Yeah, that's a really, really great distinction to kind of like inquire about. Um, I've heard it depicted as both, um, maybe like a both and. Yeah. Um, Not always. I think there's a lot of gray in this kind of area, um, especially as like a 20-something-year-old dude who doesn't have all the knowledge in the world. (laughs) I don't want to make like a, I don't want to draw lines because the the one thing that I, I know for sure when I look at, the, the entirety of scripture, right, is lots of people would try to, like, draw lines yeah. on rest and what that looked like in Sabbath, right? I think that in of itself is, is kind of ironic and contradictory in, in, a, in a sense um, because you're 
um, it's like a workspace mindset, right? Mm-hmm. The whole um, Levitical law where Israel would look at the law and try to follow the law to the best of their abilities, like thinking that was their salvation, right? Yep. Um, when in reality, it was just like a, a way of life that God like wanted them to live as his people to set them apart and to like yeah. also just like teach them how to live better. Like, you know, that just an outline that God gave us that, um, hey, this is like beneficial for you. Trust, trust, trust me on this one, you know? Yeah. So what I kind of get from that is rest is it's, it's not necessarily something that is set in stone. It's not something that like depends on our salvation, something that flows through it. It's, well, I'm kind of losing the train of thought here late at night, but it, it like, it's a time to not do regular work. Yeah. And it sets yeah, us apart. That's a great way to it, put it. it. It sets us apart from the world. People who have put their faith and, and believe in Jesus for the death, burial, and resurrection of, for our sins, like that is something that sets us apart from others, that we should have this kind of mindset where we are at peace. And that really also a component of that is rest and and like sab- like the Sabbath, not necessarily taking a day, but more or less like having that mindset. Like I think of with a lot of these things that a lot of people will p- put the term spiritual disciplines on, which rightly so, because um, it is a practice. It's does kind of come down to, especially for Christians, like whatever you do, whether you do it all for the glory of God. And I think that it, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it could be one of those things that it, it really matters about the mindset. Like when you are resting, it's how are you going to grow closer to God in this, right? Like, how are you going to get deeper in your relationship with Christ? Because I, I even think back to like the Old Testament, to Psalms. David wrote a lot about rest and restoration and, and just his relationship with God in Psalms. And he said in 23, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. Like, ultimately, or, or our, even just like the various Psalms where it's like, God, you are my stronghold. I rest in you. Yeah. So it's like, I feel as Christians, obviously, rest in itself is important, but like, what we really like true rest, I think is like resting in God, realizing mm-hmm. where our hope and strength comes from. Like God is our stronghold. I think in order to, to really find rest, you must realize where your strength comes from. Cause if you are thinking that your strength comes from anything you do any your work or, or anything you're putting worth in, like uh, if it's not God, if it's not your relationship with Christ and what Jesus did for us, then, then it's going to fade. You're, you're going to be stressed. You're going to fall into the patterns of, of what the world kind of says. That's, that's an interesting point that you brought up too. It's the, the relationship between rest and where we're getting our power from or where we're getting our strength from. Mm-hmm. And rest, I think, also is a time for us to reflect on, on God and how he's strengthened us through the past past week or past month or the past year but and then also to say god prepare me for the next season the next phase that i'm going to go through and prepare me for the work that you already have set in store yeah carson i know you probably have some some ideas some passages that might come to mind like how jesus ultimately is our example to follow right he he lived a life that modeled kind of how we should live like how god wants us to live so how does jesus kind of model this idea of rest as he goes through other gospels i mean you don't necessarily have to chapter verse it but like what is kind of like the broader macro like stance there right um i think before i talk about that i'm going to talk about one misconception and it'll transition nicely i promise let's go um one thing that i think that i've 
kind of fallen into in, in the trap of like practicing rest in the sense of the the mindset that we were talking about is like mm-hmm. knowing where our strength and our hope comes from, right? One thing that I've kind of fallen into is, oh, I this this like mindset of oh, I know where my strength and my hope comes from. Um, that means that I can go run through like fifteen brick walls <laughs> uh, because I have an unlimited yeah. source of strength and and hope and in Christ, right? Um, God didn't design your physical body to function <laughs> like that. Um, he gave you limitations to help you better understand who you are with respect to who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so you think about Jesus, right? Yeah. Jesus, God incarnate, um, would go up onto mountains to pray by himself to rest on when the disciples were sailing across the Sea of Galilee, he's sleeping, you know, like yep. you just like, it's really kind of comical <laughs> how the New Testament depicts Jesus just like doing stuff like sleeping and like chilling on, on the beach, eating fish, like stuff like that. I don't know. Um, and so if you think about it like this, if the son of man, Jesus Christ prioritized time with the father time by himself and rest how much more do we as people yeah. have to do that yeah he didn't need any of that yeah. yet he chose to and some may you could phrase it in the, in such a way that you could say oh he needed to but you know like he didn't actually need to but like in a sense like he prioritized it man. enough yep. because that was what kept him going in a sense, not not literally, but um, you can get you can get caught up in the semantics all day. All right. I'm trying to say is like Jesus did it. If Jesus does it, how much more do you need it? Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Jesus Jesus took a nap on a boat in the middle of the lake. He went up onto mountains and took time by himself or with his disciples to pray. And these were times when he was not ministering to the crowds. It was a time he was taking to get away. And that's not just on the Sabbath, right? He would take that during weekdays and say, I'm going to get away and I'm going to recharge and I'm going to talk to God. And this is coming from Jesus, who is God himself. And to add to that, I think there's also a a couple passages in the Gospels where Jesus is doing things on the Sabbath, on the the, the legal Sabbath, right? It's... um, he asked the Pharisees, is it legal to heal on, on the Sabbath, to do yes. good, you know, to rescue somebody um, who's sick or to heal someone who's in need? And he was so heartbroken at their answer of no response because right. they kind of just stared at him blankly like, what do you want me to say? And then he just decided to heal the man. He said, stretch out your hand, right? And he stretched out his hand his, and his hand was, was good. His weathered hand was yeah. completely healed. And then they got angry and frustrated at him, Right. I can't book chapter verse that, but I know I read that the other week. About no, it's <laughs> it's it's there, and and it's there more more than once. I think a lot of that those conversations are in John, just between Jesus and the Pharisees, and a lot of it is over the Sabbath. And I think that's just so cool. Like we were just talking about, like is it a a set practice? I mean, maybe, like you don't necessarily, but you don't have to because like the example that we have to follow is is not that as much as where is your heart, where is your motive, right? I would argue more so not – I wouldn't phrase it like you – I don't have to in the sense of I, – I would say it more like I don't have to set aside 
Or I guess I don't have to lose sleep at night because I didn't set aside a day this week to Sabbath. Right. That being said, though, God did command that at the beginning exactly. of time, right? That That is something that God has done. So mm. I don't also want to neglect the fact that yes. this could be a healthy practice for you. And if it is on your conscience that you should give this a shot and like really do this, then I would encourage you to, to really try to set aside a day of the week where you are just spending time with the Lord. And, and to further emphasize the importance of that, I know we called out this passage um, last time we recorded. I don't remember if it was last podcast or the podcast It was, it was in the previous couple of weeks. <laughs> yes. Um, we talked about Elijah and how he got burnt out after um, defeating the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel yeah. through God's power. He was doing God's work. He was on fire um, in more senses than in, than others, <laughs> yep. but he he ended up running away from from his work and from everything, and he wanted to die. He was out in the desert moaning and wailing and complaining, and it was all because he was tired. He yeah. the the first thing that God does is he sends an angel who gives him food and drink and a nap. And Elijah needed that. He needed to recharge. He needed to refuel before he could get back into the swing of things. Yeah. I think that's huge. I mean, hey, the Lord restores your soul. Like just getting your focus, refocusing. So let's let's spend the last like whatever, like eight, ten minutes that we have here just talking about like, pr- like let's get practical. Like what does that look like? So obviously we you can kind of you can clearly see, you know, obviously God from the beginning like has commanded rest. Like that is a priority that like the the guy the the God who made the heavens and the earth like values that. Like that's important. Like and some people need to hear that today because like our culture, our society is just go, go, go. Like rest is good. Also no work is good, but also rest is good. It's a balance. So how can we practically kind of get into that? What does that look like? And honestly, what does it look like for you guys? I mean, maybe that will help just to kind of share. Yeah, I, I just wanted to throw out the caveat with an asterisk that whatever we say isn't going to be like the, the yes. for everything for everyone, you know. Yeah. Um we we are not the definitive source on how to rest. Yeah. However, mm. we th- hope this will be helpful. Yes. So, without further ado, <laughs> I I just want to say from personal experience that I don't think I really understood the importance of rest until I got to college. Yeah. I'm in a unique circumstance where I go to a Christian liberal arts college in Chicago and everybody and their mother talks about rest all the time. Like I remember my RA, my freshman year coming into my dorm room, looking at me doing homework and it wasn't even on a Sunday, but he was just like, Hey, are you resting? Hey, Hey dude, did you Sabbath this week? Like, Hey. And I'm like, dude, get on my face, man. Like, (laughs) you know, like it was, it was just kind of like this, uh, obnoxious thing but then i really began to like really consider and ponder hey this is actually important um and so for me um after taking two consecutive semesters of 18 credits and then another one uh of 16 credits which isn't that much but all on top of being a student athlete i i think i've just about run myself into the ground enough to understand that like okay i've been humbled enough i i need I need to rest, you know, and so some ways that I've been really trying to do that is um, setting aside one day of the week as God prescribed. I don't think I could go wrong with that, right? Yep. So lately, I've just been trying to, you know, 
if there's things going on on Sunday afternoon, I sometimes like, hey, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm just going to go back to my house and, and read, you know, or um, some things that I find restful um, will be things different than what David finds restful or what you, yeah. Aiden, find restful, right? I love to go swing a baseball bat. I like to go hit in the cages. It's ironic because it's one of the most violent actions in sports, <laughs> but, you know, it's something that clears my mind. It's it's kind of this mindless activity that's second nature to me. Um, doing work with your hands, which is ironic because, like, um, <laughs> doing, you know, doing work to rest. Right, right. Uh, I, I just mean in the sense of, like, you know, going to split wood. Yeah. Like, Today we're so glued to our, our devices. We have or, like we're just doing the dishes, taking out the trash. Yeah, simple stuff. <laughs> cutting yeah, the, cutting the lawn. Very nice for restful purposes, not yes. to like get it done. Um, just or you know, set up a hammock in your backyard. Go read a book. If you're if it's winter time, get a fire going. Yeah. Get it, make a cup of hot cocoa. You know, like w- spend some time with your dog. I don't know, like journal, pray. You know, and yeah. I, yeah, I know um, both you and I, Aiden, have talked in the past about car rides and how they're a great time second. to rest and yes. to, to pray and to recharge and to think about where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when that's on, on a ride to school, uh, on a ride to go to work, and it's a time for reflection. Um, rest is a time to recharge and to reconnect with God and stopping is a really important part of that yeah i yeah i do like that car thing i and that actually was not an original thought um but yeah just taking the time to turn off turn off the music turn off the podcast sometimes and just pray just just not not necessarily just thinking or just think about whatever but like seek out the lord i mean like we said it is this this is something that can take practice it is a discipline it is training for godliness like you want to be drawing near to christ and sometimes that that takes a bit of initiative that takes a bit of work and just like you carson that's been something rest and just this whole concept like sabbath thing has been something that has hit me really in the last couple years as i have gotten to college and all of a sudden there's a lot of things i can commit to there's a lot of decisions i get to make like i think for me yeah that driving thing's been great also just really taking time to prioritize my relationship with christ just making that like the big rock I, we heard a great analogy, and I think we've even had it done here in a children's message one time. Where like, just imagine a jar, and and you have you have big rocks, you have maybe little pebbles, and you have sand, and you have to fit it all into the jar. And if you do the sand first, if you do the pebbles next, you have no spot for the big rocks. But if you put in the big rocks first, and then the pebbles go around them, and the sand goes around it all, it all can fit in. Just like our lives, like we have big things that really like desire our commitment. And honestly, I'd say the biggest one as Christians is, is Jesus is our relationship with God. That's the one that's going to matter. Jesus in eternity. Be the biggest rock. It is the biggest rock. So for me, it's been the last couple of years, prioritize that and, and do that by just being diligent and seeking out time with God. And, and maybe it hasn't been for me. It's not necessarily, I would like it to be every week, but honestly, I'm, I'm not there yet sometimes. So sometimes it's just every now and then when I get a chance, just taking time to just leave my house, to just go and spend that time with God. Just like go and, and pray, go and just read my Bible or take advantage of those car rides or, or be active in just reading a book or like you said, Carson, doing some activity that gets my mind off it. I will say I have really learned or, or just realized in the last couple of years that resting isn't necessarily just going and sitting on Netflix 
Resting isn't necessarily just going and watching movies. Not that that's bad. Great distinction. Right? Not that it's bad. And like, I, I don't want to say I'm completely dissing it. I love, we love Parks and Rec. We love The Office. But like, that is not, <laughs> and other things out there, uh, but like, that is not. We're talking about purposeful rest. Right. Yes. And I think that that is something that we as Christians need. And, and that's what Jesus did. Jesus did not just go and, I don't know what the thing was then, but like, his rest was purposeful. So I think that that is something that, you know, if, if you're listening and you realize like that's not you, like just think about like the difference between purposeful rest and just kind of what our culture says is rest. Because we have a lot of great entertainment options, but like what one's really going to fill or what one's really going to be that big rock of just growing closer with God? Like does, does your rest reflect the priorities in your life? I think that's a really big thing that I've kind of just, just taken root of and it's not perfect. Sometimes it's not. But that's that's what I'm just striving for. Yeah. Ask yourself, is this bringing me closer to Christ? Is what I'm doing making me more effective for the kingdom? Am, yeah. Is, is sitting down and watching Netflix going to make me more effective? And the answer can be yes. And it's not bad. Right. But what am I doing with my time that makes me most right. effective? And, and we are called to make the most of our time in, in these days. I think that's, I believe that's First Peter could be wrong but what that is sounds in there? like yeah between genesis and revelation like make the most of of every opportunity while the days are evil mhm so i i think a good kind of closing verse is um ephesians 2:10 which talks about for we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works with god prepared which god prepared in advance for us to do dude amen and we have good works prepared for us and we need to be resting purposefully so that we are ready for it. Your good works are already prepared for you. You got to trust that God's just going to take care of it. You don't have to, you know, bend over backwards with your time to try to get all these things done. Trust that God will give you what you need, what you need, right? And he will. He will. He gives Amen. us everything we need for a godly life. So, right on y'all. We hope it was encouraging. We hope it was a fun conversation. We love doing these and we love you guys. So, we'll see you next week.